to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. I'm beginning to worry. Cruella and Ursula were right. You've spent so much time around heroes. You've forgotten who you really are. I'd be careful questioning my commitment. You want to prove to me you're the evil queen I remember. Go inside there now and steal that little boy. Greetings from Storybrook. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is The Too Worst. Soon. We also talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? <laughs> Sorry. Great, great. Uh, no, no, I'm excited. We we had a fun little dance there. We did. Uh, which you I know, was trying to like work out this thing in my back. I'm like, Grr. if you're listening to the audio version, you you didn't you, get to see our wonderful little dance you. because you weren't watching live Monday nights at 8:30 p.m. EST at YouTube.universebox.com where we stream on video and there's a big active chat room yes. every week. Hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of comments put in there every week. This is true. Absolutely love it. Love. And uh, you know what we do every uh, Monday night at 8:30 p.m. EST at YouTube.universebox.com is talk about Once Upon a Time, which I guess we should probably go ahead and start doing. So, Emery, you want to go ahead and start us off with the uh, rhyming episode summary, please? All right, let's see how we do here. <clears throat> Regina is rolling three deep with the queens. They drink magic juice while acting like teens. Agent Mal's back in town, and she has a fedora, a different look than when she fought with Aurora. Regina was there then, didn't we mention? She stopped by to appease Mal's drugged apprehension. Rump hooks his dagger. Pinocchio's ripe for bagging. Regina acts bad in... Enter the dragon. Enter the dragon. <laughs> Always. Yes. Always with the, the music. Enter the dragon. I keep getting Cisco in my head. I'm like, <laughs> make it go away. And as we mentioned last week, Cisco in uh, what was the name of the Cisco song? He was Enter, referencing the Bruce Lee movie. Unleash I think. the dragon. Yeah, or the, the imagery the of the Bruce Lee movie, which uh, I mean, is, it's better than the thong song getting <laughs> stuck in my. head. They, they should name an episode of Once Upon a Time the Thong Song. So, um, what, bum, bum, bum. what did you think overall of the episode, Emery? <laughs> before we get started, our main discussion. It was a really good episode. I like, um, as I know, we've mentioned, our fans have mentioned, it's once again. Mm-hmm. We're done. Very oncey. It's very oncey. It has its own mythos type thing. We're not play like even with the you know Spice Girls of Evil and everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel gimmicky. Yeah, and it, that, that group's almost filled out too. Like, uh, I think we have, we, we almost have five. Well, yeah. If they can, if they can uh, talk Emma into it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we'll see, though. Well, right now she's a little PO'd. So. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it, the first uh, member, and I guess this is where we'll start our conversation. The first uh, kind, kind of newish member, but might be a fake out. Who knows? Is uh, Regina? Because oh, uh, Regina. In this episode, uh, Regina uh, it becomes basically like a double agent and it infiltrates the Spice Girls of Evil and everything. But at the same time, we're also starting to see her morality bend a little bit. Is is the thing I took away from the entire okay. episode with her. I, the the line that uh, struck me most was uh, right there at the end in the, in the conversation between her and Emma, like mm-hmm. uh, right before she was when she was stealing Pinocchio, when she was stealing children, <laughs> when she was kidnapping, not stealing, kidnapping. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, sorry, I I, I wouldn't want to cast any aspersions on Regina. She was kidnapping, not stealing the child. She didn't look happy about it. <laughs> but uh, she said, "We we have to take a page out of their playbook and break some rules." Talking about the villains, mm-hmm. uh, she's like, "We're the heroes, but in order to beat the bad guys." 
guys. We have to be a little bad ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now, this is very similar to something uh, that we heard uh, Snow kind of pontificating on in the flashback last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, basically uh, when uh, uh, Mal or Maleficent came to Snow and was like, hey, let's work together on this this thing and, you know, the curse and everything. Mm -hmm. And and Snow was like, no, we can't compromise because then we would be just as bad as you are. And this is kind of like the opposite side of that coin where she's being like, no, we have to compromise in order to win because we're good. Well, and the thing is, like, the first half of that quote is they're taking a page out of our book and working together. Uh-huh. And so we need to take a page out of their book and break some rules. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I understand that. But, I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's really just like – you know, doing bad things to good ends is really just like a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. It's probably going to make it worse in the long run. Yeah. The two wrongs don't make it right. And, you know, even if you were thinking that Regina was really hard-nosed leaning into the side of the angels and everything, she leaves her phone behind uh, for, for uh, you know, because Emma was supposed to be tracking her on the GPS and everything. And she leaves her phone behind like, I, I, I really think this is a sign that Regina is, is probably going to be a little bit more Spice Girls of Evil than uh, Charming's best friend for little bit here i disagree fair enough fair enough i i I will let you respond in just a moment i know i'm just i wanted to put my point out (laughs) fair enough fair enough i know but i i really think uh the regina character as we've seen uh throughout well since her and uh henry started on the whole operation mongoose thing the main thing she wants in life is to find the author so she can get her happy ending no matter what what and uh she thinks emma i i kind of think she thinks emma here won't let her do what she needs to in order to you know push forward and get that happy ending that she wants uh because emma will try and make her do the right thing instead of the (laughs) expedient thing you know uh so i i think uh i'm biting my tongue until you're done that's fair uh but i i not well I think I think Regina's uh, already picked her side for the war that's about to hit Storybrooke that Rumpel talks about in this episode. And uh, since the villains and Regina have a common goal in wanting to find the author, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, she wants to be there to guide them because. At this point, you know, the Spice Girls of Evil with Rumpel have a much higher likelihood of finding the author than her and Henry do. Because right now, Henry is just like looking with a magnifying glass at the book. And a donut. Yeah. <laughs> Always with an extra donut. But so I, I think she wants to be with the winning side. I think, uh, you know, her being there, even if it, she has to do questionable things to get the author uh, exposed and get that whole ball rolling, that she'll definitely try try and manipulate the situation in a way that the heroes won't completely lose completely like, you know the spice girls of evil want them to and uh you know maybe maybe uh she'll even make them have a happy ending too if she's feeling nice about it but go ahead okay so my response okay emma was causing the problems emma could have ruined the entire covert operation when she snuck into geppetto's house this is very true how the did mal not see her walk in (laughs) it's it's a dirt road there's one door there's no sneaking in Mm -hmm. the back what is mal doing like is she checking her facebook in the car that drives itself maybe she didn't since she knows that uh you know emma's gonna be key to their plan maybe she was like okay well that was my other thing i was like well maybe she saw her but Mm -hmm. Like, why did Mal let Regina go in on her own? Wouldn't she want to witness, like, how she, like, captured him and all that, too? Like, that entire thing sort mm-hmm. of drove me nuts. But the thing, I don't know. Um, I really missed me and Regina, and I liked having her back. Yeah, because... That we- was nice. 
it, it was the biggest glimpse we've got of uh, Mean Regina since uh, the the Curse of Shattered Sight, uh, which, yeah. which went full Evil Queen mode. Oh, that was beautiful, <laughs> but that was so brief, and we knew it was fake. Mm-hmm. Um, the I don't know, like I know that you said you think she's picked like the side of the villains, but still helping the heroes. I don't know. I don't know about all that. Well, like I I probably would lean like okay, maybe she will, maybe she won't, or whatever. But it's just a you know because we were talking a little bit last week too about that conversation she had in the car with Rumple right before he everything snowballed and he got kicked out of Storybrooke mm-hmm. like I, I I I just feel like I feel like those like she might not have been on board until she realized that Rumpelstiltskin was w- with them because you know like it or not they have a huge history there and they also have yeah. a decent amount even with all the manipulation and everything they have a decent amount of trust in each other and trust in each other's capabilities capabilities yeah you know for sure but if something else pretty major happened this episode didn't it Amory yes yes okay first of all we steal small child Pinocchio. <laughs> kidnap. 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 Oh, I guess that, <laughs> there's that. I didn't even write kidnap, but I said steal. Um, okay, so when they get to the cabin, were Cruella and Ursula just waiting outside to carry in the kid? Like, they didn't go in and get him mm-hmm. to say, hey guys, we're here, come get the kid. <laughs> like, Or why did they have to carry him? Because Emma yeah, carried it, him out to the car. And, and they weren't even in the car. It was, no! the, it was the magic driving car. Yeah, it was the magic driving car with the red velour and fuzzy seating. Mm-hmm. Um, so that drove me a little crazy. But how did Regina not guess that Rumple was the secret weapon? Especially once they ended up at that cabin because... It, yeah, I it, think she like started to get a, like, a, yeah. a glimpse of going, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't going to be good. And then, yeah. yeah. But I mean, anyone who saw season one, which... I'm sure Regina did, knows that that's the cabin that Rumple took <laughs> right. uh, Belle's dad to to beat him up and everything. Well, she knew it was, she said, why yeah. are we in Gold's cabin? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a little weird. But, so there we have poor little scared Pinocchio and then all of a sudden, poor not so little scared August. <laughs> yes. So, yay, mm-hmm. welcome back. The beard is back. The beard, <laughs> but in all caps, bold, big, fuzzy, lit up letters. I hate that Rumple could have changed him back long ago and didn't. Well, it didn't benefit him to. Yes, Okay, it would have benefited him more than, you know a few weeks ago like mm. he, they they've been looking for the author for forever yeah or not forever i know somebody's gonna call me out on that so like <laughs> a year mm-hmm. roughly well they've been looking for the answers behind the book for pretty much the whole series so okay yeah if he knew he could change the person mm-hmm. who had the most control over the book <laughs> in the past 30 some years mm-hmm. meh, meh. Yeah, well, I mean, not the past 30 some years, because he didn't, he thought, remember at first he thought that August was Neil all growing yeah. up, you know. But, yeah, but he knew once he put all that together, mm-hmm. August, that August had had the book for time. Yeah. Meh. I just, think I it, wanted him back earlier, okay? That's what it's coming down to. I'm <laughs> pissed that we just now got him back, but glad we got him back. Well, I actually have some thoughts on that too, all but right, I'll save fine. until a little bit later. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure I've stepped on a bunch of my points. They all sort of intersected this week. Oh, no, that's fine. It's um, cool. Okay, so something that Rumpelstiltskin says in this episode well first of all anything from the chat room anything interesting oh, going on over there on. <laughs> i'm not i'm trying to stay out of the chat a little tonight guys sorry uh poor geppetto all he wanted to do was see his son grow up i was wondering how rumple undid blue fairy magic true dat um so is he stronger than blue maybe it's the magic of the dagger maybe it can rival blue fairy magic i think we've established that blue really isn't most powerful i disagree <laughs> other amory uh amy p is on team amory she's um, the most powerfully awesome fairy that's for sure heck yeah uh maybe the fairy he knows with the most part lines. of the spell that turns him human can transform him back again <laughs> he wasn't looking for the author until he was banished from town okay <laughs> i think 
Okay. So- I think Amory has issues with this episode. Uh- <laughs> possibly, possibly. 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 Okay. So Rumpel's starting a war. He's going to throw the first punch, right? Uh, so I, I'm kind of wondering, is is this really about the author? This whole he, – he's planning on staging a battle, you know, pitting everyone against everyone else in Storybrooke. Right. Is it really about finding the author or is this uh, just something he's, he's doing on, on the side here? Because, I mean, he's not even sure how the whole author situation is going to go down and yet he doesn't know who it is, what kind of powers they actually have versus what they don't, if they're going to retaliate, anything like that. But he's already planning for a war right. with the other citizens of Storybrooke. I think it's really more this whole war thing that he's setting up – Obviously, he's going after the author. Mm-hmm. He needs the Spice Girls of Evil to help and everything. For some strange unknown reason. But, you know, mounting them up to fight a war, I think it's really more about revenge for uh, kicking him out of town than anything. He wants to hurt the town like they hurt him. But the uh, only person who well, kicked him out of town was Belle. This is – but, I mean – And then he's sucking up to her in costume. It's not like it was an unpopular decision, though. Well, no, it wasn't. Like, I'd have kicked him out two years <laughs> ago. But it, I, I, I think the thing is he, he wants to get that revenge against them because, as we all know, the villains in the show – are very much about revenge. I, I mean, that's very apparent in that's all Regina it is. and Maleficent's stories. That's all it is, is revenge. Uh, this episode. But I, I, I think he's he's going to try and get his revenge while trying to get his happy ending at the same time. He's going to have it, try to what? have it okay. both ways. Question. Okay. What the heck is Rumpel's happy ending at this point? What does um, he want? I don't know. Exactly. He really just wants to dance. Like, that's really all he's wanted out of this. But... You know, he had the limp going on, so it was hard because it was kind of ricky yeah, uh, ricky racky. I still like that when he crossed the line and threw the cane because he suddenly could walk. Healed. Apparently, he I healed. Had, apparently, I do have issues this weekend, and I didn't realize it until now. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, another kind of cog in Rumpel's plan in this episode, and sort, sort of uh, his activities in this episode, is, is the whole hook diversion, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. I, I, I kind of felt like something was off with Captain Hook for... A big chunk of the episode, specifically in Granny's Diner when he comes and sits, sits down with Will and Yeah, Bell. that was weird. Because I, I knew he had some kind of friction with Will last half season, but that was really more because he was going through the whole having his heart stolen, having to betray everyone he loves sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I was like, he's still holding that grudge over like they got into that fist fight yeah, or whatever. weird. But, uh, you know, uh, when Bell uh, tried to call Rumple with the dagger, it became it, – it, that's basically that when obvious. I knew. Like as soon – because he – uh, <laughs> Hook was like, uh, sorry, I had a short circuit there. Um, but Hook said, well, why don't you call and have him face you? And then he just like turns to her as she's doing, you know, just very smarmy, very obvious. Uh, but I, call me to you. <laughs> I was kind of wondering why, why is Rumpel going after the dagger, particularly now? And I, I'm assuming that, uh, you know, maybe he was assuming that they'd find out he was in town anyway, so he might as well get get it while he had a well, chance. Well, he had to use it to change the kid into not the kid. Oh, that's true, too. I, I, I completely forgot about that. I was yeah. about to say, mm-hmm. minor minor plot point of a show, <laughs> in case you weren't watching. But I, I think he could have gone about getting the dagger a different way. I think the way he told Belle and convinced Belle, I think he did specifically so the heroes would know that he was back on the chessboard. Because I think he mm-hmm. could, I think with this whole war he has brewing, he, he's, he's a man of strategy. He's a man of, uh, you know, making everybody think they're winning until he wins in the end it's like wizard's chess yeah so i think i think he was sort of telegraphing that to bell that uh, yes rumple's back in town uh you need to be worried about him just to kind of uh get the heroes prepared for it so he can have a decent little fight <laughs> on his hands mm, interesting but, uh, uh regardless you know if nothing else uh the whole him getting the dagger back he has no master now which will definitely help as he mounts his war <laughs> okay 
I love Belle and Will. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Except that we really haven't gotten to see them together because, okay, so from the stills that they released, I totally thought that was going to be at least, you know, a four or five minute scene. Yeah, just like a nice Talking little about date some, Having some cake, mm-hmm. having a drink. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. The second, we look at you, we look at you, in comes Hook. I'm like, what? We, we've what? really, at this point in this show, we've got more of Lacey's relationship with the Sheriff of Nottingham than we have with uh, <laughs> Belle and yes. Will. Yes, we really have. Um, so that drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> darn you, fake hook for busting up their Nate, their date, not Nate. I don't know what that is. Maybe <laughs> it was Nave and date, whatever. Nave date. Where Nate. is real hook? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if Rumple is running around being uh-huh. fake hook. Yeah. For a significant amount of time mm-hmm. on no less than three occasions. Yeah. Three occasions. <laughs> one, two, three. Where is real hook? I, don't, I kind of assumed that we saw real hook at least once in the episode when. when? Uh, the the Charmians and their pirate mascot. Well, yeah. Like, I, I assume that was real Hook just because... I, uh, I forget. I had a rationale in my head. I oh, no. It completely made sense for that yeah. to be real Hook. But where is real Hook for the rest of the episode? Mm-hmm. Like, is him and the Charming Softball team hanging out in the station? Also, where's the baby? I uh, keep forgetting about the baby. Side well, note. Well, isn't Granny the the official babysitter now? The royal Which babysitter? Which leads me to the why did she leave the Spice Girls of Evil alone in her diner? But we <laughs> that I'll talk about later. Well, we saw in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, it's pretty easy to break into Granny's diner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the rabbit helped. The white rabbit. <laughs> um, Did Will actually leave the rose or was it Rumple? I think it was Rumple. Yeah, I was actually thinking that too because mm-hmm. it was just outside when I got here. Yeah. It, no, it, it was a very it, Rumple move because he wouldn't have asked about it if it wasn't. Yeah, it just gave him a really good lead in to ask about Will to see what was going on exactly. with um, And I believe I said this last week and I probably said it the week before. How does no one see Rumple when he is walking in the middle of town? Invisibility cloak. No, there is no invisibility cloak. Glamour spell. No skin glitter. (laughs) That's Uh, the answer. Okay, but the thing is, like, he walks out the door, shots it, is hook. We look at Belle. We come back. He's rumpled. He's still standing in front of the window (laughs) under a light. Where are the people of Storybrooke after 8 p.m.? They can't see outside after 8 p.m. Okay. But before we move away from Belle and Will, though, I just want to say I know last weekend, uh, or last weekend, last week, (laughs) we were talking a little bit about, oh, I I bet Will's going to be in trouble now because Rumpel's going to be like, oh, Will, why are you messing with Belle? Because that's my spot on Rumpel. Yeah, that's really Rumpley. But I think after this episode, I really don't think Will has anything to worry about. I think think Rumpel's going to leave him alone because right now he's kind of... Rumple has his own stuff going on, for one. And that stuff, if he succeeds in it, if he succeeds in finding the author and getting his happy, happy ending, I'm sure Belle's part of that. Will's not going to be in the picture anyway, so I don't think Rumple's going to waste a lot of time or energy accosting Will for dating his girl or anything like that. Plus, you know, in the grand scheme, Will and Rumple never really had any sort of relation, on-screen relationship that we've seen at all. No, we have not shipped Will and Rumple. Maybe if it was, I, I don't know, Grumpy or something, someone Rumple had had a few few run-ins with uh in storybrook or something oh, may, maybe he might be a little bit more upset because you know then that's like oh i thought you were history buddy, grumpy you know yeah. all that kind of stuff my last thing my name's rumple stiltskin <sighs> go ahead guys i have no control over him tonight i'm sorry okay so bell seems very trusting of hook through all this mm-hmm. like that really confused me because you know they have their history i know we've sort of gotten over it and all yeah. that but Still excessively trusting. To give him the dagger, yeah. To give yeah. him the Without dagger. even checking with, like, the Charmings or Emma or anybody. Uh, she like, didn't check with the Charmings. 
without che- without checking with any of the other main cast members first exactly. to make sure it was cool. You must check with all of the main cast before giving over the That's... dagger. Um, and that pirate. See, she was shooting all those like 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 cutaway scenes and like B unit scenes last half season, so she forgot about the rules. You have to ask the main <laughs> cast the members. Main cast members. Um, but that pirate promise was awful. The end. Mm-hmm. Oh, a pirate promise. A pirate promise that we'd never tell anybody about this. <laughs> Uh, any any other stuff from the chat room? Here? They're telling me to calm down. <laughs> I know, right? Like she she's a little bit a little, little bit of a negative <laughs> Nancy tonight. <laughs> It'll all be okay. It'll all be okay. But I didn't know I was this worked up until now. Like I was putting in my notes earlier, and I'm like la 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 la. No, don't worry, Emery. It'll all be fine. It'll all be fine. Don't worry. We'll get back to the main discussion in just a second. But first, we just want to mention to you guys real quick. If you guys don't know, uh, we have a Patreon page now. Uh, Patreon.com/slash universe box which is sort of the big banner we're doing all all of our podcasting under and if pa- what patreon is if you don't know it's a way you can help support us uh while making independent content now our patreon supports the three weekly podcasts we do right now which is this one uh greetings from storybook, greetings from storybook. legends from Go- legends of gotham which is about the fox show gotham and universe box which is about everything everything yeah, pretty much it's, it's kind of our independent story-based podcast podcast story set to a theme universe box you probably got an episode of it in your uh your feeds uh sunday Isn't it? Yeah, the Disney Renaissance episode we did. But basically, you go in and you make a monthly donation. Yes, it can please. be anywhere from 10 cents to a buck to five bucks today. I 40 think bucks. Five bucks is the most popular uh, five, level. Five dollars is the most popular level. Apparently, people want you mm. to. Is that the doodle or is that the singing? I don't have it in front of me. I, I think five's the thing, singing uh, where we'll sing any song you want and send you an MP3 of it badly. And You uh, know how we sing, people. Then uh, $10 is I'll, ma- I'll draw you a horrible doodle of anything mm-hmm. and send it to you. And there's also. Uh, uh, we'll do personal letters. We'll make a podcast about anything you want, starring you as our guest, all sorts of stuff. Right now, we already have 14 patrons, and we're getting $122 a month, which, thank you. That's awesome. Like, that, uh, we, we're officially you making... You guys are awesome, seriously. Yeah, we're officially uh, already making more than we were making with the Audible sponsorship, so... A lot more. Bye, Audible. <laughs> Adios, Audible. Welcome, patrons. No, but we have a milestone here. We, we're hoping to try and hit relatively soon because we want to get this content out to you and everything. Uh, it's patron-exclusive movie commentaries. Now, what we'll do is every two weeks uh, – you know how we've done the commentaries for Once Upon a Time episodes. We'll do a uh, commentary for a movie, uh, any movie you want. And actually, we're going to be doing an exclusive, a patron-exclusive hangout. hangout this weekend where I think part of uh, the things on the to-do list is to figure out what two movies. All right. Let me add we'll, to my to-do list to make a to-do list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what two <laughs> Two movies we'll be doing the patron exclusive movie commentaries for, and those will be exclusive to you guys who are supporting us on Patreon for uh, the first six months, and then we'll and spend. Then we're gonna, yeah, it'll be its own little podcast, our, its own little podcast, and everything. But uh, we need to get hit two hundred dollars per month. We're getting uh, pretty close we're, getting we're 78 dollars away i think we can do it yeah definitely and uh, then actually I'll, I'll just point out real quick the 300 milestone level is instant reactions oh yes where, because we know people have asked us mm-hmm. bef- in the past for some instant reactions so if you help us get up to that 300 level we will be able to put those out because it really does take a little bit of effort yeah yeah well that'll be the night the show airs we'll we'll uh, upload an mp3 to patreon uh <laughs> with our instant reaction for the show for both uh once upon a time 
Time and uh, Legends of and Gotham. I would just like to and say that we'll, Hope and, wants you to sing Kesha or Taylor <laughs> Swift, and I fully support both of them. Well, those. that would be great because I don't have to make those MP3s. I already have them because <laughs> that's what I do in my spare time anyway. <laughs> but if you want to help support us making a great independent content, you can go to patreon.com slash universe box. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash universe box. And we also have links on the greetings page, on the universebox.com page, all sorts of stuff like that. All over like the that. place. And thank you guys already you guys. Uh, so much for all your help and in, in support with that too. Uh, also, uh, Amory, you want to tell them about this real quick? Uh, j- just, uh, just a little call for reviews. <laughs> oh, yes. We a- want reviews, please. <laughs> <laughs> You said just a little. A little, little more in-depth <laughs> little more. Now, okay. Um, we would thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy if you would go to um, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you seem to find your podcasting content and leave us a review. Mm-hmm. We really like a rhyming review for entertainment Yeah, purposes. like we do the rhyming episode summaries. Absolutely. And we will read your reviews on air. They don't have to be five-star. They can be one-star. We're okay with that. Mm-hmm. We know we need to improve in some locations, such as my craziness mm-hmm. um, and my screeching and my guffawing. Um, <laughs> okay, and uh, yeah, but definitely uh, leave a review on iTunes. You're really busting out cash out. Leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we will read it on the show. Uh, this is for Hope in the Chat Room. Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Grab my glasses, I'm out the door, I'm gonna hit this city. Before I leave, I brush my teeth with a bottle, bottle of Jack. Because when I leave for the <laughs> night, yo, I ain't coming back. That is literally it. my favorite song, but catch it too. Well, you're welcome. Because Let's go ahead. And, okay, we need to get back into the Okay, back to the show, back to the show. Enough Kesha. K-Dollar Ha, as I like to call her. Uh, Maleficent's backstory. Uh, we, we got a big chunk of Maleficent's backstory, more so than just like tea with Regina. <laughs> like we've got the past several episodes. I'm dying. Uh, so I, I thought it was interesting that it seemed like they found a way to merge the stories of both the An- Angelina Jolie Maleficent mm-hmm. movie and uh, the original Disney Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. Because uh, kind of uh, you know, because in this episode they implied that there was a romance with King Stefan. Uh, Ste- yeah, Stefan. 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 Yeah, and, and uh, she was jealous over Briar Rose, who was the original Sleeping Beauty. That was uh, Sleeping Beauty's code name in the Disney animated movie, Briar Rose. So uh, it, basically, uh, this was a situation of Maleficent was a lover scorned, which is very much like the Angelina Jolie movie, because mm-hmm. she falls in love with King Stefan, and then he's going to get married, and she's like. <laughs> exactly. And, and uh, then uh, we also have the Aurora story here, which mm-hmm. she's the daughter of Briar Rose. And it's more like the tradi- traditional Disney story, what mm-hmm. with the uh, the brambles growing up and uh, Prince Philip having to come in and save the day and all that stuff. So I thought it was interesting how they managed to fit both stories into Maleficent's origin on this show. And I, kn- I know and they that- did it well. I really mm-hmm. liked um, everything of Maleficent, old Maleficent, especially the girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, definitely. I was I was just about to say, actually, that I really enjoyed Maleficent's uh, retired Oh, sorry. Look. Oh, no, it's cool. Note to self, read ahead. No, no, it was funny. Like, I, I actually, I think that's probably my favorite look for the character so far, even more so than her old costume or the uh, the Angelina Jolie ripoff thing. Um, you, you have, look like you have something you want to say. Barbie girl. Barbie All I have girl. to say is I want them to sing Barbie girl. Barbie girl. Also, Hope says that is the most white boy thing I've ever heard, and I love you. You haven't heard my white boy rap hope. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe someday. Maybe, maybe that'll be a patron exclusive. We'll, oh, we'll... please! It's on YouTube. 
Well, no, it's not. White boy rap. No, it's not. That guy right there. Okay. No, I also really like that <laughs> Maleficent, retired Maleficent, was getting all hopped up on, on Sleeping Curse. She was like... Just a drop of Sleeping Curse. Again, very much like the Angelina Jolie movie. She had that kind of heroin chic thing going on. A little bit. She was a heroin bit. addict. She liked yeah, heroines like Briar Rose, Aurora. You et couldn't resist. Could you? I couldn't. I you absolutely couldn't. couldn't. You good now? Can I move on? To yeah. Something relevant? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> no, that was relevant. I know. Um, I'm a Barbie girl. Oh, I can't compete with you and your craziness. So, the author <laughs> door picture that made me cranky because it's another door. Mm-hmm. Um, so, while Henry and his donuts are looking over the picture, at one point it looks like there is a name. Which it looked like it could be either Goofy, mm-hmm. which we all know who Goofy is, or it could be Duffy, the Disney bear, which which is a many, relatively new creation. Yeah, it's right? from 2002. Um, it's just a, basically it's a bear they made for the launch of Toy Story um, to help promote with that. But it's pretty popular now. Um, mm-hmm. And they use it for all sorts of marketing. Yeah. This Show guy. it on the stream here. That guy. There's Duffy. <laughs> Hello, Duff. He's so sweet. Hello, Duffy. Um, but like, I don't know if maybe they're trying to just at least use the name mm-hmm. in some respect because I know they like to, but they like to put those Easter eggs in for us. So I don't yeah. know if it's a real thing mm-hmm. or if it's just the Easter egg. I, I noticed those little characters on the door too that he saw first. Yeah. They, they almost looked like, and I know this isn't going to be it and this is completely wrong, but they reminded me of the little ghost from Super Mario Brothers. The, the Boo, Boo Brothers, I think they're called or something. Yeah, the Boo Brothers. <laughs> but yeah, they look like just like a little, little ghost. Yeah, that's not going to be them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should have probably grabbed a screenshot from that. Yeah, probably should have, but we didn't. <sighs> what are we going to do? Okay, uh, so let's see here. Anything else? Yeah, or? that's okay. all I got about my door. All right, so Regina. Regina. Regina, and this is nothing about Lana Perea or anything. Regina, <laughs> the character, is a really bad actress. Mm-hmm. A horrible, horrible actress. Uh, now, now, you can... I, I mean, she's she's kind of playing both sides in this episode with the whole double agent thing. But you can tell, I, the audience member, can tell when she's lying to the other characters. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually caught a bit of that in the scene with Emma at the end. It, so when uh, she left the phone and stuff, I, I wasn't too terribly surprised because I was like, yeah, Regina was acting just like she's been acting with the Spice Girls of Evil. And it, it, I actually, I think that's sort of a, a credit to Lana's performance mm-hmm. that, that uh, she was able to portray that, that that Regina wasn't very good at acting, you know, by kind of because she, she was doing the evil queen, but not she was doing she, like a, there was enough of a, a character, a, yeah, there was just the enough, queen. and mm-hmm. there was just enough hesitation in all of her things, yeah. Also, um, sort of going along that, what were they really going to do when the train hit them? I, I the, one of the other magic users, the train probably, was literally like here. I, I, I'm sure Maleficent would have pulled them out at the last moment, okay. anyway. <laughs> no, no, but I, I mean, we've seen that uh, trait in Regina's character, though, even back like in the Little Mermaid episode, because mm-hmm. when she uh, played the Ursula character in the Little yeah, Mermaid oh. episode, it was very over the top like that, too. So I it guess that's horribly over the, over the top. Yeah. But I, I guess that's kind of just how Regina acts, <laughs> or what, if you can call it that. If you can call it acting. I also thought it was funny that uh, Emma mentioned uh, that her superpower was malfunctioning. No, Regina or Emma, your superpower isn't malfunctioning. Uh, you, you just suck at using your superpower and mm-hmm. everybody in your life is lying to she you. She hasn't been able to use that superpower in like mm-hmm. two years. Yeah, the she only time she can. But. The only time it ever comes up really is when it's faulty. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I mean, she has tried to use it as, as a kind of bargaining chip in a She's done couple. like one of these types of things. Like, don't lie to me. I have my superpower. I have a superpower. Person, don't lie to me. Character proceeds to lie to her. She doesn't. And she doesn't have any clue. <laughs> she doesn't pick it She's up. She's like, hey, let's go get pie. <laughs> okay. 
how, where, what the heck? How did Cora have Maleficent's spellbook? Because, like, mm-hmm. Regina had it because she said, hey, I found these in my mom's things. And I'm sure, um, obviously, by this point, we've shoved Cora through the glass. Yeah. And she's off in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Um, Really? Oh, <laughs> but, like, Rumple and Maleficent, neither of them seem phased that Regina had her spellbook. Mm-hmm. Well, I, she had it the entire time. Like I have a feeling, uh, since since we have gotten word that Barbara Hershey will be back this so we'll half get that season, story. yeah, that we'll probably get like Maleficent and her initial adventure, How their friendship or something. Uh seventy three. She looks young and exactly seventy three. No, actually, you got to imagine she was a, probably a young woman when the whole thing went down with uh, Stefan and Briar Rose and everything like that. So yeah, she's probably she probably you know. Well, I mean, she's a magic user, so they age more gracefully. Because magic. Is but. she, um, do you think that she is, um, um, immortal? Immortal? Like Rumpel? Because she doesn't look, I mean, she doesn't look old. Well, I, I, in most magical systems and stories and everything, uh, once you get to be ex good at so magic, you, yeah. then you're pretty much immortal because you can pretty much keep your uh thing mm. better they're good oh they're good okay yeah it was i guess there was a <laughs> yeah sorry we had a little glitch on the video but it's all fixed sorry. now yeah but i i think i think uh magic users can basically become immortal if they want to that, that's what i've always read anyway okay i'll buy that <laughs> okay so <laughs> you know i was i was talking earlier that we were going to come back to the whole him transforming august yeah. uh, rumple transforming august when he hasn't the past couple seasons and why right right okay the possibility of rumple stiltskin is what i ca- called this point now in each episode so far, except for maybe the first one in this half season, Rumpel's been doing something that we thought the audience found impossible beforehand. Like, because, y- you know, we- we've had a lot of hypothetical situations, like our one safe specials on yes. the hiatus, for example. Mm-hmm. And we'd be talking out points and we'd be like, get up to a certain point. No, that can't happen because August can't get turned back into August. Yeah, I'm pretty or, sure we said that a few oh, times. Oh, that can't happen because Maleficent's dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in just these past two episodes, Rumpel brought uh, Maleficent back to life and then he turned Pinocchio back to August. So I'm wondering, is he more powerful than he ever has been before? Or has he decided that he doesn't need to worry about magic's price anymore, dearie? Uh, if it's option number two, then it represents a fundamental shift in the character's moral compass. Rumple has always, uh, you know, cowardice, mm-hmm. self-interest, and respect for the way things are done. You know, mm-hmm. magic always comes with a price, dearie. <laughs> that whole thing. And, you know, the rules of magic. He's always had a great deal of respect for the rules of magic as the Dark One, which I guess, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, all that here sort of we thing. go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what happens now that he does – I'm assuming that he's not more powerful than, than he was before, that he's doing this just because he doesn't care anymore. He figures it will all – He's lost everything, so – Well, he also fig- – I think he also figures it will all come out in the wash once he finds the author anywhere. So who cares if he's – uh, breaking the rules of magic. I want to know where he'll go back to. How but, does he get his happy ending? But I'm kind of wondering what that kind of Rumple will look like, especially considering this whole war he's mounting, a Rumple who doesn't care about the rules of magic, backed into a corner by very powerful opponents. Like, that could be pretty mm. scary. I, I would almost really like to see just like a knuckled, dragging, like throwdown kind of fight with Rumple putting his all into it doesn't care if anybody lives or dies including himself like that would be mm. like a super super villain battle in downtown storybrook rumple versus everybody i'd love to see that battle storybrook <laughs> dun, 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 dun. well everybody knows their roles they're like okay you do this you do this you do this let's go we'll be like we got this down to a sense the storybrook hunger hunger games catching fire <laughs> 
You have not read the books. You can sorry. Okay, Cruella and Ursula. Yes, I'm going back to this. That's fair. They're boring me. They're mm. pointless. They're filler characters. They need something to do. Yeah, it's you like, disagree, don't you? No, not at all. We we had both. The past two episodes have been very Maleficent-centric. They've been very Maleficent-centric, but even the first one that was very Cruella and Ursula-centric was boring. Mm -hmm. With respect to them, now, especially when you look back, you're like, they're just, like, the background singers, and they don't even have good quips most of the time. Like, you know, the, you know, whatever in Gin, Gin and Regret, or whatever. That's funny, but you can only have so many of those quotes. Yeah. It's a little boring. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll be covering this a little in the news section, too, so we'll probably get back to it, but but I I, I have a feeling next week we're going to get some more action right, from these right. characters too but does that even mean it's going to be mm-hmm. worthwhile yeah just because mm-hmm. they they're going to get episodes we know we're getting one for each of them mm-hmm. does that mean it's going to be any good because they haven't been doing anything now yeah. what is their point what are they what is their happy ending what well, are they trying to get what are they trying to you're achieve so, you're so angry tonight i'm really hyped up i'm sorry help uh, <laughs> No, but I really enjoy. I really enjoyed, if nothing else, I really enjoyed the sort of like girls' wild night out sort of dynamic that they had <laughs> okay, running see, around that was in the car. Yeah, like that. That whole situation was infinitely fun to me, especially them finding Regina on over in the woods with the broken down cop car in the morning. That was funny. Okay, yes, that's fun, but they were really built up to be something bigger than they are, mm-hmm. and I'm really over us building people up to be bigger than they are. Yeah. Um, why did Granny leave the Spice Girls of Evil unattended in her store or her restaurant? Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Uh, Regina let them into the crypt. That's really dumb. Yeah, because that's where she keeps all of Cora's There's all the things. heart. Yes. Yeah. There's all of Cora's craziness. There's all the hearts that she hasn't given back yet. Mm-hmm. Also, how did Maleficent know about aspirin? She's never lived in the real world. Run that by me one more time. Maleficent. She hands her some aspirin. She has never lived in the real world. Oh, yeah, that's something else that kind of uh, that bothered me a little bit. Was oh no, just it completely Mal, as Mal. they call her in the episode. She she adapted very quickly to the mm-hmm. modern world, considering she'd been stuck under the library the entire curse. You know, yeah. so I, I thought that was interesting. Okay, let's see here. Let's see here. Arbitrary Can we talk sc- press promo pics released today. Didn't see them. Yeah, if uh, well, actually, I don't. I'm not sure how they would get those to us. Uh, but okay, okay let's I'll see look. here. Arbitrary scale. Arbitrary scale. Okay, out of 19 broken truth juice bottles, how many broken truth juice bottles how do you many? give this episode? 19. 15. Why? Broken juice. Truth juice. Truth. Oh, truth. Juice. The Regina broke in the first scene of the. Oh, uh, that thing? wasn't truth juice. That was vodka or gin. Well, um, truth juice. <laughs> Okay, I like that a lot happened. I like that a lot progressed, but I'm not quite convinced. I don't know. Again, I'm ramped up and I don't know why. I didn't realize I was even so ramped up until I started mm-hmm. talking about it. Yeah, that so was I weird because I, I know when we were like watching the episode and everything, you I seemed was, like you were fine with it. I was pretty fine. I was very sleepy. <laughs> but the second time I was really into it and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And now as we're sitting here talking about it, it's just getting me like, nah. yeah, like I'm getting a little fired up, which mm-hmm. is weird. So that's why I'm only giving it 15 because it made me ramp up and I don't like ramping up right now. Will you give it a provisional 16th, assuming something weird's going on with you and you didn't actually dislike <laughs> the episode that much? No, no, okay. I won't. That's fine. Okay, as for me, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a 17, I think, because I, I I really enjoyed it overall. I, I really enjoyed. Well, obviously, everything to have to do with Rumpelstiltskin in this episode. I think they're doing some really interesting stuff with him, and I even really, really dug Maleficent this episode, which is something that I, I I've always liked 
liked her well enough. I haven't really loved her before this episode. Mm-hmm. This episode, I really found a love for, especially that retired look with the hair and the sleeping juice potion. Sleeping juice potion. <laughs> nice. Any uh, arbitrary I'm, scales from the chat room? Uh, I didn't even put it in there because I'm trying to find these promotion pictures. Yeah, Sorry. Go to, oh, good grief. That's... Okay, let's see here. <laughs> no, no, nothing from the chat room. But what we're going to do, since we don't have the uh, Audible ad here anymore, I'm going to go ahead and play for you guys just a couple minutes, not the whole thing. Uh, in early promotion or uh, uh, promotional cartoon I did uh, for a Mexican band called Pinocchio. Pinocchio! Uh, so relevant. And then we'll be back to talk news and letters and stuff like that. So now, on to the news. News. First up, the ratings. Uh, Once Upon a Time got 5.8 million viewers and a 1.8 share, slipping 13 and 14% respectively, Ouch. landing just above the series low of 5.7 million that was set last year oh, uh, for the, by the winter finale. Uh, sadly, so hopefully we can get some better numbers than that. Again, sorry to the people on our live stream uh, yes. that we went away. Sorry, guys. But uh, Okay, uh, let's see here. And next up, we're going to watch the promo for next week, which because of our, our Patreons at patreon.com slash universebox, we can now actually play on, on the here. live stream here. So let's go. Let's go ahead and watch the uh, promo for next week's Poor Unfortunate Soul. Please. Yeah, and it looks like they're doubting Regina a little bit. Don't doubt Regina. Come on, August got a haircut. Well, he had to. Why was it all ripped up? Did she rip it up? I don't think she ripped it up. I don't know. And now she's making out with Robin Hood. How did he get there? Did she call him? Oh, the the tentacles. Yes. Tentacles of death. Tentacles of death. And we also see uh, Ursula there on the Jolly Roger. Like, I knew we were going to get that. Oh. Mm -hmm. What's that? Oh, the promo pics. Oh, you found the promo pics? Well, they I was trying to open them when we had okay, the go, thing go down. Well, here, go ahead and put them down in the bottom there, and okay. we'll deal with them in just one moment. Yeah, but okay. uh, if you want to, by the way, the links to all of these are, are, are in the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com for this episode number 115. I'm lost. Yes. I'm down. Number 115. Are we down again? I am. 
Oh, you're down? I think I'm still alive, so we'll go ahead and keep going, and we'll have the audio recording either way. Okay, uh, next up, just a little bit of news here. Uh, If you guys didn't know, they're doing a live-action adaptation of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say sorry to our live video watchers. We ended up losing internet completely, so we're just going to finish up an audio here. But yes, uh, live-action Beauty and the Beast, a lot of uh, casting news and dates and stuff were announced recently. Emma Watson's going to be Beauty. Uh, Dan Stevens, who I'm not familiar with, is Downton Abbey! Oh, he's from Downton Abbey. He's from Downton. He's the guy who asked to be killed off mm-hmm. in the car wreck i know none of this means anything to you also. but he'll be playing the beast slash the prince whatever his name is and uh, luke evans will be playing the role of gaston uh, gaston and i believe josh gad is going to be pay- playing lafoe uh gaston mm-hmm. short little uh, assistant guy and uh let's see also alan menken who did all the music for beauty and the beast is coming back to score this live action oh that'd be awesome yeah. because those were beautiful mm-hmm. songs. i'm assuming they won't be doing the songs from the movie then right probably not um i'm sure they'll have so- they have to have some of them yeah and i uh, i'm trying to remember i i knew they had announced uh who lumiere and cogsworth were going to be too oh, but i don't think in, that's um, in that episode oh, no, no. yeah but uh, it looks interesting and you said there was a date on here too for when they were march, march- 17th 2017 can't come because soon enough i have that one memorized already <laughs> but yeah live action beauty and the beast it's gonna be a lot of fun uh speaking of uh long things like movies for example uh according to adam horowitz uh he tweeted out this week that the f- season finale of once upon a time is going to be two, two hours, hours long. long. Isn't that becoming a tradition, though? Like, we had a two-hour mm-hmm. one last year, and I think most of our mid-seasons have been two hours. Yeah, they seem to just be throwing a bunch of, like, extra episodes once upon a time's so way. I wonder Which if they're trying to just, like, get it. them up to syndication soon. Like, actually, you know what? If if you counter Wonderland in with it... Which I bet they are. Yeah. Then they're up to syndication. Yeah, they're probably up to syndication. Maybe that's why they're doing... They've done the couple extra Those, double episodes. The double episodes. And do you think um, that they're counting all the specials? Mm-hmm. towards the syndication because they have had a special every half season like yeah. or the past two to three years they've had them every half season mm-hmm. so there's that well they are pretty popular too but yeah two hour season finale it'll be a lot of fun that'd be fun and uh, this is just a little one this i just wanted little, to mention real quick uh, slightly relevant uh yeah disney announced the frozen sequel raise your hand if you didn't know that was coming i you really didn't think they were gonna know i it? knew it was coming okay. I, ju- I just wanted to be with someone who raising my hand <laughs> i didn't know but uh yes yeah, f- f- sequel to frozen i don't know if they they have any plans about whether they're going to uh tie it into the once upon a time stuff at all yeah i don't even know if uh frozen 2 the little short the short that's in front of cinderella yeah the frozen fever whatever i don't know if that ties frozen in or not fever. I, I, I think they kind of wrote the uh, once upon a time sections in such a way to where they could acknowledge it or not but i it would be cool if nothing else just to see like maybe snow white and prince charming in the background of some scene or that's something. well i think if anything that's what they're gonna do yeah. because it can't be exactly the same universe even though they made it pretty close mm-hmm. mostly because rapunzel is in frozen very true very true okay so now we're gonna move on to some listener feedback here as always when you get done watching the show uh next sunday night poor unfortunate souls poor uh, unfortunate souls. go ahead and jump off off your couch run down the hallway grow tentacles out of your abdomen <laughs> Use them to type on the computer, email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com, tweet us at gfstorybrook, the Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook, and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And we always love voicemails. We actually got a ton of them mm-hmm. uh, this week. Uh, so much it was so kind of crazy, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think we actually included any real letters. Uh, but we did have a couple. Do you have any uh, – do you have the dog up at all? I do. 
Okay, uh, we have some quick bits here yes. uh, of uh, some of the letters that weren't we weren't able to fit in. We put them on a blog post over at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. You can see it right up there on the front page. But a few people wrote in. First of all, Lizzie wanted to nitpick about the train passing through Storybrook. When I saw that, I was like, hey, we finally know how they get their food. <laughs> Ash, Trains are allowed in. Um, Ash is confused because she thought Belle was the smart one. Belle is whatever the writers wish her to be. <laughs> Fee is anti-Will and Belle, <gasps> but, but only because she's so pro-Anastasia. Us too. Us too. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Rachel thinks Jennifer Morrison seemed a little embarrassed by some of her lines. And I can totally see that. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Okay. Uh, now, first up for the voicemails, we have Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Bobby. Uh, I know this was technically Malone. Since episode, but for me, it was Regina that sold the show. Uh, Lana Perry is just such a great actress. Uh, to have her play so many different facets of the same character in a single episode uh, evil, not evil, pretending to be evil, maybe only pretending to pretend to be evil. And then, of course, the flashbacks where she even, I don't know what exactly it is she does, but she changes something up just enough to make it seem a little younger. She does an awesome job. It really showcases her talents and she should be nominated for an Emmy for this episode alone. Uh, her her interactions with Maleficent were great, particularly the particularly the episode or the scene with where where they first met and Maleficent is taking the edge off with a concoction of sleeping potion, uh, seawater, and toadstool. Don't care for the other queens of evil as much, uh, particularly Ursula. I could re- I really don't care about Ursula. At least- Bobby, I think Amory agrees with you. I'm not sure. Yeah, though. a bit, a bit. With Cruella, you wonder uh, why is she magical in this version? Where did she come from originally? What brought her to Miss Taven? But Ursula, it's just like, yeah, who cares? And then, of course, with Maleficent, they're really building her backstory as to like what exactly or did Briar Rose do uh, to make her lose her loved one and make her hate Briar Rose? What happened to make her lose her dragon fire? And then who did she hook up with to become Prego? And what exactly <laughs> yes. did uh, Snow White and Charming do to make her lose that child? Calling it now Rumpel's baby. Oh, no. And then, of course, there was the business with uh, Hook and Bell. As soon as Hook started asking about the dagger, I knew something was up. And upon second viewing, I thought it was really cool when uh, Belle summoned the door, uh, actually said, asked, asked the dark one to face her. Hook was looking away and faced her when she said that. So I thought that was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really liked this episode. But what was with that scene on the on the train tracks? It's almost like the witch being put in water. <laughs> oh, if you save us, then we'll know you're not evil. Yeah, but if I don't save us, then we're all going to be dead. Can't really think of an arbitra- arbitrary scale. Just really love this episode. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thank you very much, Bobby. Thank yeah, you, Bobby. Yeah, I kind of got the impression that that was just a situation where Maleficent was going to pull them out at the last second if need be. So I, I don't I'm not, I'm still not sure what's going on there, right. personally. Next up is uh, Dave from Michigan. Take it away, Dave. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. This is Dave from hey. Michigan. Hey, Dave. Um, long-time listener, very infrequent caller. Oh, we know, oh, <laughs> also, oh, hey, oh. Dave, stop, stop. Stop, no, I, I just wanted to say, uh, sorry, Dave, I, I know you had contacted us back in December, too, about uh, pot- us potentially doing a Doctor Who special. We never got around to it. <gasps> oh, obviously we failed never, yeah. with that. So, sorry. But go ahead, Dave. The reason I'm calling is because I had a theory about Hook and Ursula. Um, they, uh, uh, spoiler alert, if you want to call it that. <laughs> in an interview, Adam and Eddie said, what's worse than having your heart broken? Having your soul crushed. Hmm. That's all they said. I think what the story's going to be, and I want to hear your opinion, is that Hook did something to convince Ursula to do something that basically would kill her father or something 
like that. She did something for Hook. She chose Hook, and then he turned his back on her after she did something that she never would have done otherwise. Interesting. Since we know that her father's going to be in the episode from casting. Mm -hmm. So that's my theory and what you guys were thinking. Yeah, that's kind of like a riff on the uh, the Little Mermaid story a little bit, right? Kind of like the, the disapproving father. Uh, uh, Ursula just wants to be part of Hook's world. And, uh, it's not happening. Poseidon is a Captain Swan shipper, so he's not having any of it. I, I like that idea. Poseidon's a Captain Swan shipper? I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I was able to look at the those promo pictures before. It's pretty interesting. Um, mm. It actually looks like um, Hook knew um, what's-her-face, Ursula, before she was Ursula. Interesting. And she looks a lot like Tiana, mm. for those of you familiar with um, the princess and the frog. Okay, that could be cool. Kind of tie fun. those all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. So that would really bring it all sorts of Would crazy there be things. like a New Orleans world then in the hat or something? <laughs> I can't remember Crawfish. any of the songs off the top of my head. Neither can I. Uh, next up is Tim. Take it away, Tim. Tim. Hi, it's Tim again. I Hi. tried to come up with another rhyme. We'll see how good this one is. <laughs> Regina is tired, so, so Rumpel has sent her to be with her new gal pal. Maleficent. <laughs> Regina got smell some new dragon fire to curse Aurora is their new desire. In storybook, Regina gets in with the queen, but is she pretending or is she still mean? The queens give Regina a couple of tasks, including ki- including kidnapping Pinocchio, the, the best. Rumple is hook and... August might be bragging in this week's episode. Enter the dragon. Oh. Very nice entry, nice. Tim. Like Very it. nice. Uh, definitely. Uh, let's see here. Next up is Lady J. Take it away, Lady J. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who has the queerest tale of all? <laughs> is it the past angst dragon queen with Regina crushing a Maleficent? Is it Swan Queen with Emma constantly checking in on her wife, even putting GPS on her phone just to <laughs> sure her wife is safe? Or was it the, uh, you know, bringing a whole charming software? Emma's a little possessive. A little bit. team and the uh, pirate mascot as well. Or how about Sea Devil, Cruella and, and, and Ursula, you know, doing their thing on the side quietly? And Will the real Belle French please stand up? Seriously, <laughs> what, what's going on here, Belle? So confused. Oh, and let's see. Briar Rose is Aurora's mother. Briar Rose does Maleficent's heart. I'm sorry. My date owner is currently going off the charts here. I'll, I'll be back with you guys soon. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Lady J. Nice. Very much appreciate Okay, let's keep it rolling. Keep with it going. Woo. Keep it going. I love the fact that Regina and Maleficent's history goes way back, even before the original curse was created. And I love the irony that Maleficent is the one that teaches Regina to do a sleeping curse in the first place. I, and I love the shades of gray that is going on in this series. The heroes are going to do bad things. Things and villains are going to do good things. And I love the two acting performances that I thought were stellar in this episode. One from Colin O'Donoghue. I really didn't catch on that he was playing that dirty, dirty lion crocodile, Mr. Gold. And I love how he played Killian, but you could still see some Mr. Gold in there. And I love Jennifer Morrison's performance throughout this entire episode because she generally plays dumb and confused very well. And 
It's very rare in a series that the main character of a series doesn't know what's going on and doesn't realize what's going on from either side, from any side really. And if not for her stellar acting performance, most people would just like laugh at this whole concept. But the way she plays legitimately confused, that's very convincing. I give this episode seven white sleeping horses out of seven. Talk to you later, Mix and AMD. Bye-bye. Thank you very Thank much, you, Lou. Lou. Very much. Okay, uh, next up is Other Anne-Marie. And I, I, don't mind me, I'm uh, apologizing to people commenting on the video, being like, why is there no video? Oh, but, uh, no. Take it away, Other Anne-Marie. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. This Hello. is Other Anne-Marie. Hey. Let's get right to it. My <laughs> thoughts for the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. I love when Lana plays Evil Queen Regina. She does it really well. And just her facial expressions and her voice and everything. Um, I do hope that she won't fall into a deep pit that she can't get out of. If you can see her struggling throughout the episode, that she does want to be good, but when she plays evil, she's just amazing. <laughs> um, love Maleficent's backstory. Uh, it, it explains her uh, updated headdress, I guess. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember in season one, but Regina said to Maleficent that she was her only friend. And it makes so much sense now with this story. Yeah, they're like besties. I love like, that, by the way. Like, I always thought that they were like professional associates, but that kind of played at being friends but yeah. no no, no they, like, they really get along maleficent really owes regina something yeah kind of quite a bit i also love the change in regina's voice in the end from innocent to evil queen when she was talking to <laughs> rumple as she was petting the horse you could just hear the change in her voice it was just amazing and i guess uh last but not least august is uh back i guess a few fans will be really happy to see him back i'm, <laughs> I'm happy to see him back and I'm, i can't wait to see what's going to happen after this out of 10 weird hook and bell moments, I will give it six. It's a good episode, but it wasn't great. Okay, can't wait to hear you guys talk about the show. Thanks. Thank, Thank you, you, other Anne-Marie. Anne Always a pleasure to hear Love from it. you. Uh, next up is Hope. Take it away. Hope. Hey, you guys, it's Hope. I'm going to do a like and a butt because I like butts. So I love the return of August. Wow. I've been waiting for him. I wanted him back, though I guessed 15 minutes in that he was coming back. This was a really predictable episode. I guessed every major plot point before it was happened. They shouldn't have, have pushed in the last week in one's part so strongly about August because I wouldn't have guessed it if not for that. I like Will Scarlet and I like the Scarlet Beauty date, though what are they doing with Will Scarlet? I was watching One's Wonderland last night and I'm just, it's, they're wasting his character. I'm happy he's there, but he said more in a three minute YouTube clip from One's Wonderland than he has said <laughs> all season long. I love Aurora came back. I've wanted her back. But is that it? We've waited two seasons to get, like, the Aurora and Maleficent backstory, and they met for 30 seconds. Is that really it? What's up, Aurora? What's up, Maleficent? Dead. Dead. <laughs> Sleeping. This wasn't a great episode for me. I guessed Hook was Rumple right away in the Scarlet Beauty scene. Uh, the Regina and the Maleficent backstory was really boring. Like, we didn't learn anything, and it didn't progress the story at all. And are we supposed to be rooting for Rumple? This is like the 10,052nd time he's tricked Rum uh, Belle, and it's just, it's abuse. I don't know if we're supposed to be rooting for Rumple. Anyway, I gave uh, Enter the Dragon 6 out of 10 chocolate cakes that probably has raisins in it, because raisins <laughs> was something that Will feared. 
Bye, guys. Wow. I think she's got the energy I have tonight. <laughs> yeah, but I, we, the, it was a little predictable here and there. Like I yeah. said, I, I called the hook thing like way, way That was easy to call. And, and we always we already knew that August was coming back during the season or Ian yeah, Bailey was coming back. Yeah, that the actor was coming back. Right. We just all assumed it was in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they sort of left it open. Yeah, actually, I, I, I believe the official at once ABC Twitter account spoiled me on that last night. I was oh, like, yeah. I glanced at Twitter before we were watching. I was like, oh. Hi, August. Yeah, How's it going? Yeah. Okay, next up. Oh, we already heard from what? Dave from Michigan what? again. Did Dave from Michigan have something else to say? I guess. Uh, <gasps> Dave? Dave? Dave, are you there? Dave. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. This is Dave Smith, uh, hey. from Michigan again. What's After up? I hung up, I thought about something, oh. and oh, it's been okay. bugging me since the beginning of this season when they started talking about finding the author. In the pilot episode, I think, either the pilot or one of the first episodes of the se- of the first season, Emma gets reads the storybook, and then she tears out the last pages and burns them. We still don't know what was on those last pages and it hasn't been mentioned since it didn't really matter in my opinion until this season when we started to worry about the author and what the story was and why it matters and now i want to know why it hasn't come up either with henry or emma that the pages that she tore out what they said and why they would be important so that's just a question i had and i wanted to know if you guys had any opinion or if i'm just totally missing something that's happened in the last four years that explained it away thanks have a good day thank you very thank much you. i'm trying to look it up <laughs> now, who, who was it who tore the pages emma it was emma which makes it even more crazy. So, so was it? A, I can't. Re- I'm trying to recall. Was it a situation where she was like saw this and she was like Henry can't see this? So I'm. Uh, I'm gonna guess. I I don't remember the scene. Yeah. Dave from Michigan, could you let me know what episode mm-hmm. that is so we can go back and watch it? I know we did see some torn pages and stuff uh, from the preview for next week. Maybe maybe that'll come back around there maybe. or something. Which in which case, good call, oh, Dave oh. from Michigan. Gonna, well, keep here, going, keep, keep looking going. at it, and we'll uh, finish up here with a voicemail from Patty. Take it away, Yay! Patty. Um, I know I left a message earlier, so I'm hoping. Oh yeah, she did. Here, we'll go ahead and skip ahead a little bit here. This tree being compared to the burning bush from the Bible. <laughs> bit of confusion over the burning tree being compared to the burning bush from the Bible. And I hate to break it to you, but that's not really a great comparison. Yeah, the burning tree was pretty interesting, but it doesn't compare to the burning bush, which had the voice of God talking to Moses. Mm -hmm. The burning bush is like a different level of coolness where... When you see a gear standing in front of God, it has a different feeling towards it. The trees, the burning tree from the episode is pretty weak compared to the hell. Um, I could even say Maleficent's pretty weak compared to that, <laughs> where God's telling Moses, go back to the Egypt and free the, the Israelites. And it seems pretty weird that people are making some people are making that comparison because well i i patty I'll, I'll go ahead and stop you there i think i think that some people were making that comparison and actually when i saw the little title card and saw the burning tree mm-hmm. i was like oh it's the burning bush because last week they had a uh the tree from mm-hmm. last week was very similar to the tree of life mm-hmm. and yep, the, yep, or yep. the tree of knowledge of good and evil all that uh yeah a little rusty on that but you know what the tree from the garden of eden yes. and so i i think naturally uh when you have a tree that hones that close to that that right. that uh that story that when you see a burning plant in the in the opening title card of the next episode you're like oh it's a burning bush but regardless magical trees featured in in both i found the burning pages thing okay god love wikipedia okay um so it's going about it was 
season one, Regina later reads through the book and notices the torn out pages, questioning Henry about it. In an effort to bond with Henry, Emma decides that the two must burn the missing pages of the book so that Regina does not see them. That's all I know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, because she's wait. amidst driving Henry back to Surbrook, Henry tells Emma his beliefs in the book and that she is in it herself. Interesting. Sorry. Sorry. I just yeah, wanted to, still, I had still, to see what that was. Still no additional info on what was on those pages, sadly. But uh, go ahead and finish up, Patty. Because oh, not the case where I can look at it and say no. And mind you, it's great that you're thinking about the Bible, but not you per se, obviously, but <laughs> other people, I mean, other, I guess some fans, but no, it's not the Bible. So I just wanted to say that. The episode was okay. It wasn't the best, but I did like seeing Maleficent more, especially high drunk Maleficent. That was pretty creepy. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear, hear your opinions. Bye. Thank you very much, Thank Patty. You. And, yeah, actually, like, I, I was thinking about this uh, earlier today when I was cutting the lawn. I was like, I wonder if they would would, would they make a door in the hat, the Bible? No, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Although that Who would knows? be interesting. I think I'd be interested in that because, I mean, you know, it, regardless of your opinions on, you know, Religion Christianity or anything stuff, like that, yeah. there's a lot of really interesting stories There's in the a Bible. lot of stories. So, we like stories. We shall see. Okay. Well, when you're done watching the story next week, Four Unfortunate Souls, I need you to stand up off your couch. Stand up. Run down the hallway. Run down the hallway. Turn into a dragon. Breathe fire at your computer and somehow melt the keys in such a way as to send us an email. Greetings from Storybrook at gmail.com. Tweet us at GF Storybrook. Facebook is Facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Now, Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitters at AMD Simone. I also write a bunch of recipes and crafty things over at crunchycrafty.com. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Me. So you can find the other podcast we do, uh, Legends of Gotham at legendsofgotham.com. That's about Gotham. Surprise. Gotham, in case you want And a Universe Box, which is about everything. And you should definitely check out because you will enjoy it. You will. At universebox.com. And also uh, the books I write, uh, dogboyadventures.com. True story. Okay. So I guess that's about – oh, yeah. And support us, patreon.com slash universe <laughs> You know, so that maybe our internet doesn't go out again. And Google us at google.com. Uh, <laughs> No, but I, again, sorry to the sorry, live streamers, yeah. the chatters tonight. That, the second half of the show with the news and the feedback and everything felt so dead because we didn't it have really those chatters did. with us. I, I was it. trying to like it on Twitter and it's, mm. it's not the same. Yeah, but we, we hope uh, you, you guys can join us with uh, Consistent Connection next week, Monday, 8.30 p.m. EST at YouTube.UniverseFox.com. <laughs> so uh, until next time. Greetings, greetings from, from Storybrook. Storybrook. Hey, we got it this week. We did But hey, we, we haven't get the internet. We can't get the internet consistently.